Hey guys, I'm back. Did you miss me? I missed you. Actually, I was on a little vacation. You know, we had just got back from our last episode. I keep saying we, but you all know it's just me. This episode is probably one of those like iconic top 10 Martin episodes. This is No Justice, No Peace. Uh, this was season two, episode 16. It aired January 9th, 1994. It is not just something that you can just graze over and say, oh yeah, yeah, it's called No Justice, No Peace. I mean, that's a really important slogan. But the origin came from Martin Luther King Jr. You know, Martin Lawrence kind of understood that he had a responsibility despite being, you know, a, a comedy series that he had a platform and he used that platform while still, you know, he would embed these these themes and still make you laugh. And there's a finesse to that. And I think he finessed that extremely well, especially in this episode. And so now we get to the actual episode in which Martin, Gina, Cole, Tommy, and Pam, they're headed to a party. Martin. Martin, baby, the party isn't around here, honey. We've been driving for two hours. We are lost. Baby, we are not lost. All right, let me see the map. Right here. Okay, all right, hold on. I got you. Okay. Oh, damn, they done moved the street back. They moved the street, Martin. What? 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 You don't eat donuts. Well, you eat Fruit Loops or something. Just sign right. Thank you, sir. All right. You don't want to get a, a little uh, a, a, a Twister donut? Or Have a nice evening, Mr. Payne. His driver's license registration. You ain't going to give a brother a warning? Not, sir. The brother don't get a warning? Shut up, Martin. No, he ain't going to give no brother no warning. Man. Martin, what you did is called a rolling stop. A little bit of background information on the officer. He was played by O'Neill Compton, which I just want to say, we want to just give a rest in peace to him. He passed away just recently, February the 18th of this year, 2019. Other acting credits for him. Now, if you all are a What's Love Got to Do With It fan, uh, you know that when after Tina 
gave Ike the beat down in the back of the limo. She runs out and she goes to that that inn. And he was the one that said, ma'am, we will be, you know, honored to have you stay here. That was uh, that was O'Neill Compton. He was in this movie. I don't know if y'all ever seen the movie Brother Future. It just look it up. It's amazing. We got a lot to cover here. So just look up Brother Future. Great, great movie. Of course, he was in life. Of course. So him and Martin, they, they've done a couple of things together. He was in Deep Impact, the movie Nixon, Coach, Seinfeld, Grace Under Fire, The Home Improvement, Quantum Leap. And then he had a recurring role on a very short-lived show called Orleans. So we're back to Martin. We can feel his plight. So let's see what he really feels. You ain't gonna, you know, give me no warning, you know? You know, the brothers, they don't get the warning. You see what I'm saying? You know? But I ain't being punked by no pop or nobody, at that matter, for real. Bye, bye, bye. Martin, you're letting this ticket drive you crazy, baby. Why don't you just pay it and let it go? Baby, that is the third ticket I got this month, Gina. My insurance is about to blow up, all right? You know what, baby? I see what's going on. Gina, it's a hustle. That's right, the cops, the insurance company. Everybody's hustling everybody, Gina. <laughs> baby, the world is a ghetto. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, hey, are you, uh... Mr. Payne. That's me. Tony Angelo, attorney at law. I will fight for use. Uh, Martin, baby. Excuse me. Come here, baby. Bring it to the front. Mm. No, you didn't. Hire that lawyer with the sleazy TV commercials. What? Baby, you heard the match. He's going to fight for me. <laughs> Gentleman that plays Angelo is David Coburn. He had some acting credits. He has a lot of acting credits. Uh, it includes different strokes, the facts of life. One Day at a Time, Rags to Riches, 21 Jump Street, Who's the Boss? He did also Star Trek The Next Generation, Harry and the Hendersons, the series, voice of Captain Planet. Also Captain Pollution. So yeah, he was the bad guy. He was the bad guy. Um, right, let's get down to the brass tacks here, Mr. Payne. Yeah. You can begin by telling me exactly uh, where did the accident occur? Accident? Well, no accident, man. Martin only got a ticket. <laughs> yeah. But you see, after the cop left, Martin here was so traumatized by being wrongly accused that he ran smack into a tree. You get it? Baka better. Got it, baby. Don't you think uh, um 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 we gonna act like I was in an accident. That's right. <laughs> and sue the cops. <laughs> and then get crazy paid, am I right or wrong? Martin! Department, no. Girl, would you hush? You heard the man. We can get paid on your head. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with my head, okay? I'm going back to bed. Oh, it's baby. Now, don't stop with me, Mark. Oh, it's, your head is not big. You just got a lot on your mind. <laughs> I don't know. She, She's a good woman, man. Very good woman. She's good to me, but... Every since the concussion, stuff is just spinning with her, man. It's spinning. Ah, whatever. Believe me, believe me, I understand. But it's frankly, it's better she left the room. Yes. Listen, you got any naked pictures of your girlfriend? What? No, no, no. No, no, no. See, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, it's, it's just that I don't trust her, yeah, you see. Cool. Yeah, I got this feeling. 
here in my gut that tells me on a witness stand she might turn on you and if she does I come back at her with the nudie shots bang she shuts it yet <laughs> yo man just hang on the ticket right? is that cool hey the ticket's no problem All right. no I check man that cop's on vacation he's not even gonna show without him they got no case capiche so you mean I'm a win hey no cop no case excuse excuse me but memo to myself Martin, since you're going to win, you don't need no damn lawyer. Tony Angelo, you can raise that down this way. Yeah. All right, Mr. Taylor, I'm leaving. I can see there's no money here anyway. Boom, boom. But before I go, let me just offer you some free advice, if I may. Between your big ears and your girlfriend's balloon head, don't have any kids. That thing's going to fly before it can walk. Why do you always got to go to the violence, man? Are we brothers? Man, I love those Martin ear jokes and those gina hit jokes as this next part of the episode enters you know martin is not in the courtroom pam gina tommy and cole are sitting there waiting on on martin to show up um let, let's just talk a little bit about you know the martin coming into the courtroom he has on his suit and ties and he has a briefcase he's got his shades on he's coming into like a a, a remix a, a hip-hop remix to park avenue beat which was the theme song for the show, Perry Mason. Hey, it's a quarter to nine. Where's Martin? Oh, see, uh-huh. See, this is going to be good, y'all. No. Uh, All rise. The Honorable Judge Weekly presiding. In the case of the city of Detroit versus Martin Payne. Be seated. Mr. Payne, how do you plead? Our sister, judge. <laughs> Not guilty. Is the arresting officer present? What's up, brother? Black power. <laughs> well, then we have no case and I'll be dismissing. No, 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 no. Miss Judge, do not bang your gap. I have been wrongly accused, and I will be hurt. Now, the city of Detroit falsely accused me of running a stop sign. Now, Miss Judge, I got a record. It's not that I can't handle it. But when I see the pain, I'm on my eyes. I demand an apology. Demand that from the mayor. You're free to go, Mr. Payne. May I bang the gavel now? Judge, do not bang that gavel. <laughs> I've come to serve justice, Your Honor. I was away on my vacation in Bermuda, but my sacred duty to uphold the law has called me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you too late. Go and bang your gavel, Miss Judge. No, Jones. you won't be banging. Sister, it's for all the black people around America. No, bang your gavel. We are not going to be banging. This you won't bang this gavel, sister. You won't bang this gavel. It's hanging on me. I'm banging, bro. And he's banging. He's banging. He's banging. He's banging. He's banging. Hey, what, what happened to the black power? Whoop. Yes, Mr. Payne, we will be having a trial. So, 
Let's talk a little bit about the judge, Francesca P. Roberts. Huge, huge amount of acting credits. Starsky and Hutch, Dallas, Fame. Shout out to my sister. Well, she put us on Fame so hard. The Facts of Life, Frank's Place, Murder, She Wrote, Mad About You, The Nanny, Melrose Place, My So-Called Life, Step by Step, Moesha, uh, Home Improvement, Felicity, Smart Guy, Shameless, Hang With Mr. Cooper, Ally McBeal. She also was kind of typecast as a judge. She actually did two episodes of Martin as a judge in Law & Order uh, LA, Boston Legal, and in, in Empire as well. One thing I also want you to notice about the courtroom, just kind of puts you back in that time capsule of 1994. You have three presidents hanging on the wall. You got George Washington, obviously first president, President Lincoln, President Bill Clinton, y'all. You know, January 25th, 1994 was actually his first State of the Union address. So now we're back to Martin defending himself just for a rolling stop traffic violation, but he decides to take it there and his first person on the witness stand is Trooper Williams, again played by O'Neill Compton. Mr. Payne, would you begin your cross-examination? Woo! Aye, aye. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trooper Williams, when you pulled up to my car, <laughs> explain what you found inside. You were driving the vehicle and those four people over there were inside with you. <laughs> Which four people? There are a lot of people in the courtroom. Those four people right there. Over there. Right there, sir. Yeah, right here. That is correct. One, two, three, four. Let me take a look. So what you're saying is that you saw a gang of black people in a fancy car. It was a Subaru. It wasn't that fancy. Uh, Trooper Williams? <clears throat> Are you saying black folks can't afford expensive cars? Huh, boss hog? You don't like black people very much, do you, sir? Well, I happen to like one very much. Oh. My wife of 17 years. Wife. She's sitting right in the front row right there. Stand up, honey, and say hello to Mr. Payne. <laughs> she finally <laughs> Well, uh, guess you don't want this round. Sister, you can always come home. You can always come home. No further questions, Yada? Ain't this a blur? <laughs> Sister done took a walk on the wild side. Let's see how he, uh, Gina does on the witness stand. Miss Waters, <coughs> may I call you Gina? All right. You love me, girl. Yes, Martin, you know I do. And uh, how your man looking in his suit? <laughs> <laughs> It's nice. It's very nice. You like that, huh? So let me ask you a question. When you saw me walking down the aisle looking just as good as I want to look in my fine new suit, did you say to yourself, damn, why me? How'd I get with that? Yes, I had to pinch myself to 
myself to make sure I wasn't dreaming. Uh -huh. <laughs> you ain't dreaming, baby. <laughs> now don't mock me, okay? Now, getting to the night in question, baby. Tell the jury, the people, your man didn't run no stop sign. Now, sugar, you gonna have to hurry up. People got places to go. I'm sorry, I can't, baby. You see, I was looking down the map, Your Honor, and I really don't remember what happened. Oh, baby, sure you do. Okay. I mean, we're tight, me and you. I mean, you know, like Ashford and Simpson. It's a Bonnie and Clyde thing. I can Tina. I can Tina, Gina. I don't remember what happened, okay? I swear. I knew you were gonna get what? You don't remember, huh? I said I don't remember. Well, maybe I can refresh your memory, huh? Do you remember now, Gina? <laughs> Do you remember? Oh my God. Now? Where did you get this? Where did you get this one? Yeah, I took it while you were asleep, huh? Huh? Tony Angelo told me you were gonna change on me, girl. You may step down, Miss Barge. Girl, Wait, don't you know? Don't you know? You don't ever go against you. You will never go on this Mr. Payne. Uh -huh. I love you. I love you. I love you. Gina has let Martin down. So now Martin decides to call on one of his boys. He t he decides uh, to call Tommy to the witness stands. Where were you on the 15th? I was with you, Matlock. <laughs> That's very funny, Hetty Murphy. <laughs> Just tell the jury that I did not run that stop sign. I, I, don't, I don't know what you were doing. I was looking for a number in my address book. You have an address book, man? See it? Yeah, please. We, we, we will press for time, please. <clears throat> Exhibit A. <clears throat> yeah, let's see what you got in. Uh, Chip, Ernest, Craig, Tito, Jermaine. Got a lot of brothers up in your book, Gummy. I mean, don't you know some women, man? Uh-huh. Just shut up, Marty. There's plenty of women's names in there. Okay. You're right. Right here. Here's one. Claudine. GTD. What does GTD stand for? Uh, uh, Tommy, I've asked a question. What does GTD stand for? I asked you a question. Got the yeah. Man, you are in a court of law. There are a lot of people in here. We can't hear you. Your honor, you're going to have to make them speak up. What does GTD stand for? Got the draws, okay? Now we go back to Martin, who at this point, uh, he is down and out. Like, he, his case is looking bad. Mr. Payne, do you have any more witnesses? All right, Miss Judge. Goodness. Sister, why are you always rushing me? Baby, if you look on the family tree, I'm sure me and your kin, me, you, Kuta Kente, Kizzy, George, all of them. All right. <laughs> Now, I could go with Pam, but BDB 
gun. Mark's such a jackass. Sometimes I really hate him. I could go with Cole, but he ain't too bright. <laughs> Mr. Payne, your witness? I would like to call BDB. James, <laughs> the witness thing. What are you doing? Well, it's, not like, it's not like that at all. Not like that at all. It's gonna be cool. You just roll. And you just flow with it. Flow and shut up. <laughs> oh, hello. How are you, Miss Pamela James? That is some real natural-looking hair you got on there. <laughs> Martin, don't get slapped, okay? What are you always talking about? You're going to slap somebody. That's why you ain't got no man. I've got plenty of men, Martin. Oh, yeah? You got plenty of men? Name one. Uh. Come on, now. Isn't it true, Miss Pamela James? You don't have a man, do you? You're kind of looking, huh? You have a tall man? Do you have a half a man? Do you have a man? No, I don't have a man. Martin is down to his last leg. He's down to his final witness, and uh, it's good old Cole Brown. Cole Brown, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? Oh, man. We playing Baltimore? Yeah, about two, right? Two. Two. Boom. Boom. <laughs> uh, how long have you known me? All my life. Now, please explain to the jury. What happened the night in question? We was, uh, you know, driving down the street, and uh, <clears throat> a man stopped at the stop sign, you know? <laughs> and the man, him right there, hemmed us up for no reason. <laughs> you said two tomorrow, right? About two o'clock. All right, cool. All right. Now, Cole, are you sure I came to a complete <laughs> stop? Yeah, most definitely, because uh, I observed the uh, speedometer at, um, at zero. You pull up your parking brake. <laughs> uh, yeah. Enough with that, Liz. <laughs> uh, no further questions, Your Honor. Mr. Brown, before you step down, I am holding here four outstanding parking tickets you might want to take care of before they impound your car. Impound my car? Mm-hmm. That's what they usually do. Impound the pacer? Uh-huh. <laughs> Martin and Cole talk about playing ball at two o'clock tomorrow. That that's just that's hilarious. Another thing is you notice that when it comes to Cole and his pacer, you know, there's not a lot of things that Cole will let make him depart from his beloved car. I mean, that pacer has been through a lot, taking them a lot of places in the in the series. So you know, when it comes to the pacer, everything goes out the window. All the lies, lying on the witness stand, everything. Martin has lost this case. 
There's no other way about it. He's lost this case. So in his despair, let's see Martin's last hope in trying to to win his case. Hey, do you have a closing statement? Yes, Miss Judge, Your Honor. Um, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my brother, um, I'm gonna get right to the point. I think the case should be thrown out due to the fact that I'm insane. Do the pocket knife. Do the pocket knife. Do the pocket knife. My mommy say that. I got that. Where we come around the mountain when we go. It took me to create a podcast to finally understand what that line meant. You know, I remember watching it when I was I was nine and going, what does that mean? And then, you know, because in those days you only had like Encyclopedia Britannica. You didn't have Google. You didn't have Siri. You didn't have any of that. So this line, believe it or not, it came from uh, Charles Fuller's A Soldier's Play. The line actually is the day of the Geechee is gone, boy. After reading about the play, reading about the film, I was like, okay, I got it. But that didn't really still explain, you know, I didn't watch the film yet. So I was like, well, still, what, what is he referring to in this, in saying Geechee? So I did a little bit more digging and I found out about the entire Geechee culture. Gullah and Geechee both are people. They are ethnic groups of people. In the Gullah Geechee Nation, we are one group of people from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. So our nation encompasses all of what are called the Sea Islands and 30 to 35 miles inland to the St. John's River. Now, Gullah is also a language 
Now, from that language, like any other language of the world, you have a dialect. Geechee essentially is a dialect of the Gullah language. It is also what linguists would call the pidgin or bridge language. So, if you heard Gullah, people crack your teeth like a dish and thing like that, and yam, pun the kura and thing like that, jokes and all that kind of wonder, then pun the yeti Gullah. But now, when people start to give us the normal look, we get like, huh? <laughs> you know, people will say, okay, all right, um, okay, look young. Put out a wine on it and thing like that. Forget that, put it and bring them over y'all. So we can have some for Nampa and seasoning. Then you'll start to hear Geechee because people start to now borrow words, take loan words from American English, not unlike Spanglish. We were all these different tribes that spoke different languages. And so since we needed to communicate with each other to figure out, you know, how are we going to figure our way out of this? You know, one group isn't going to do it alone. So then we came up with, I like to call, um, a common language. Gala is a common language so that all of these different tribes can speak. You know, you have some of us um, are descendants of Ashantes, Fulanis, Basa, um, Crew, Mande, Malenke, um, Men, uh, Gizzy, Kizzy. So, I mean, we're really like about, depending on who you're speaking to, anywhere from maybe 15 to 20 different tribes. Some are Igbos, but we needed to speak to each other, so that was really Gullah. That's the language that we came up with. And like I said, between the middle passages and being on the Sea Islands, that's when we kind of created this new culture. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about... Uh the writer of this episode, Bentley Kyle Evans. He was actually in The Martin Show. He was a minor character. Let, let's see if you, if any of this rings a bell. What's up, Almond Brown? Now, you know you heard me, Almond. I don't even know why you tripping. What's your little Almond himself? You said Almond Billy Kyle Evans was a major player for the Martin show behind the scenes. He was a producer all of the seasons, but his rise to fame in Hollywood actually started off with humble beginnings. You know, right out of high school and really no real direction. Wasn't a bad kid, a, a pretty good kid, I would say. And But I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I saw my friends going away to college and I was going, what am I going to do? What's, what's my life going to turn out to be? And, and I was getting that pressure at home too. Uh, what's your life going to be mm -hmm. from my parents? So I, um, uh, I was with a friend of mine, uh, Tommy Morgan, one day. And he says, hey, man, look, um, we should try to get into this entertainment industry. And I said, man, that's for you. That's not for me. I, I'm good. I'm going to do the real estate thing. He says, no, I'm telling you. We're animated. We make people on the streets laugh all the time with our crazy antics and, you know, we're cutting on each other on the schoolyard and stuff like that. Maybe there's a way that we can get in. I know a guy. So, you know, we're too young to know any better not to just go knock on somebody's door. But we did. Mm -hmm. And we knocked on Robert Townsend's door. <laughs> and we said, hey, we're here. We want to be in show business. We hear you're doing a movie, um, an independent movie. And uh, we want to be down. How do we? So what do we do? What's what's you know what's the next step? Shows gumption. What did he say? He was looking at us like this. Okay, these guys are absolutely out of their minds. But mm -hmm. hey, if you're serious, I can use the volunteers. So if you're volunteering, like as an intern, um, I don't have. Or he didn't even have a job description. He said right. just be here tomorrow at six a.m. with a box of donuts if you're serious. Okay, so that movie was Hollywood Shuffle, classic. Amazing, amazing movie. Also, you know, as he was working on the set for Hollywood Shuffle, you know, Bentley Kyle Evans was telling Robert Townsend, you know, he's like, man, I want to write. I want to do what you're doing. And Robert Townsend told him to get into acting. And so that's how, 
you know, through auditions in, in L.A., he also recently was a creator for the show Family Time. Bentley Kyle Evans met Martin Lawrence. I met Martin on, a, on an audition. We were... Uh... We were actually up for the same role. Now, the, the irony there, I mean, look, I'm six foot five and, uh, you know, Martin's uh, uh, considerably uh, shorter in stature than I am. So, um, but we were up for the same role. I think they wanted two different types at NBC and we were screen testing. And was it down just to the two of you? It was down to the two of us. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was some <laughs> the thing, the project was called A Little Bit Strange. And we were, it was like a, <laughs> a black monsters, like the, the, uh, Herman Monster. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Monster. oh, wow, okay. And um, uh, ultimately, he ended up getting the role. And, but we, we, you know, we made a friendship there, mm-hmm. and we stayed in contact. He knew very, you know, very few people in L.A. He was fresh in from, uh, from Maryland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was a hot stand-up. He was up and coming as a stand-up. And so we just, from that day on, we just became friends. And then we ended up booking a TV series together uh, called Hammer Slammer Slave, where we played these two sidekick characters with Eric LaSalle and oh, Jim wow. Brown and Bernie Casey, Isaac Hayes. And it was fun. That's it was like a, a powerhouse oh, yeah. cast right yeah. there. It was a, a, a spinoff of uh, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Okay, so other acting credits besides I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. <laughs> Another great movie. Shout out to Key and Ivory Waynes. Gemini. Uh, okay, please don't judge me that I know everybody's astrological sign. Anyway, um, he also did... There was a scene he did in House Party, the first House Party. He did some acting credits on Family Matters, Head of Class, Doogie Howser, MD. And of course, as I said, Martin. He had a couple of minor roles just on Martin. And then... His other writing credits, prepare yourself. Okay, besides writing five Martin episodes, uh, obviously including this show, he was one of the co-creators of the Jamie Foxx show. What? And uh, he wrote for Meet the Browns, Love That Girl. He was a creator. He is one of the co-writers for A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. It's time for us to get to stepping. So that's what we're going to do. We always want you to email us at the Martin Show podcast at gmail.com we'll see you next time peace